Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. He is live. Oh, my God. Well, folks, it is Tuesday, June 14th, 2022, the year of our Lord, 2022. And the one and only CJ and I are here breaking things down. Lots of things happening. You can check us out, roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News. Rogue News on every single podcasting app known to humanity. We are everywhere you want us to be, plus a bag of chips. And we have the one and only Koga Pat is in the live chat, as well as many others. Koga, what's up, buddy? How are you? And uh, also, what up, Koga? Yeah, a lot, and uh, also, uh, I think that's it. That's all I got to say <laughs> in terms of intros. Well, there'll be more flo- floating in here. I, I, I was a bad boy this morning and did not do any notifications. Listen, man, this whole show. gym thing you got going on, knock it off, bro. Man, it's it's like okay, I stop don't... it. All you're doing is perpetuating toxic masculinity and you need to stop you know here i am cj putting it on the line for both of us telling the world that we you and i are allies mm-hmm. okay that you and i are allies to the lgbtqrstuvwxyz hyphen hyphen apostrophe exclamation mark and ampersand community and you're going out screwing it up by going to the gym and working well come on man perpetuating well, no less inevitable okay like with you my and body, i should be <laughs> go ahead good no, you, you and I should be going out there eating soy burgers and going to the dress barn together. But instead, you're wasting your time going to the gym. You need to stop it, man. Well, for, for starters, one, I'm, I'm never going to fit into any of those uh, skinny pants or those skinny jeans. I just do not have the body style for it. I could lose 100 pounds and skinny jeans would still see, not look good is, on me. <laughs> this is, see, when I was wearing skinny jeans at our last get-together season, I was trying to convince you, okay, especially this being Pride Month, to get on the skinny jean bandwagon and get yourself a pair of the new rainbow-colored Nike Air Force Ones. But no. What would you rather do? You'd rather go to the gym and lift weights. I could sport some of those, like, in parachute pants. I think that'd be really cool. That'd be really hip, right? See, parachute pants are so 90s. Okay, this is 2022, (laughs) and we are, again, promoting that we are allies. How can you show that you're an ally if you're not wearing skinny jeans with rainbow-colored shoes, Siege? Okay, I'll look it up online. I will order them. I, I missed. I missed this past weekend all the parades and everything. But we'll we'll have. You missed the parade, day. dude. I was yeah. on the float. I thought I saw you up there. You you had like a, a leopard uh, thong. rainbow thong on, and yes, 
<laughs> with a gorilla suit. That's right. That's right. <laughs> anyway, folks, thank you for listening. This is Rogue News, where we are allies. Allies to truth. Allies to patriotism. Allies to traditional family values. Allies to traditional classical Western culture. Allies to logic. Allies to pragmatism. Allies to the manosphere, patriarchy, you name it. That's what we're allies to. And with that being said, sees there's lots of things going on, man. I guess everybody wants to talk about Bitcoin. Bro, right? yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we should have recapped it yesterday. I mean, but it's it's not too late. I mean, obviously, I think that what happened B is going to continue. So break it break it down for us, bro. Well, we're going to have Cowboy on this week. So lots, lots should happen between now and then. You know, uh, I've had conversations before, and Cowboy plotted out perfectly, I mean, my God, two, three weeks ago when we were doing a show together, maybe like three weeks ago, where I had Cowboy on, and he actually charted it hitting below 28, diving into the 22 to 23 range, hit it, you know, hit the nail on the head. Um, I've said the same thing as well from my institutional side of things, that we saw it dipping to 23 is a very strong possibility as it breaks away from twenty from the 28 support. Sure enough, we hit the 23 range. Uh, what I want to tell people is this, okay? What is going to transpire in the next coming hours, in the next coming days, can be. I'm not saying it's 100%, but it can be absolutely terrifying. Some people are going to, they're going to need to put their poopy pants on, okay? They got to get their pooping pants on. In other words, you might want to get go to Walmart, get yourself a package of depends and brace yourself because this is what's happening. Look, let me preface everything that I'm about to tell you with this one factoid. And I've said this repeatedly many, 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 many times. Yield starved banks in wall street and the city of London have nowhere to go. Yield starved banks in Wall Street and the city of London have nowhere to go. In other words, what I'm trying to say is this, and that means every other bank in the Western world. I'm talking about your ABN Ambrose, your Santander, your PNB Paribas, Credit Agricole, right? Commerce Bank, Deutsche Bank, you know, I can go on and on and on. You know, uh, Royal Canadian Bank, Nova, it's, I mean, Scotia Bank, right? I go on and on and on. So, these yield starved banks have nowhere to go but cryptocurrencies and commodities. But you got to understand there's enough heat in the illiquid equities market that they cannot add any more liquidity there. They could do whatever manipulation they can. Okay, and now with uh, interest rates that spiked overnight, where mortgage interest rates are going for what? 6.18% now, Siege? For a 30 year? Yeah, it did spike last night. Yep. Yeah. It did. So there's only one thing that's going to happen is that the uh, house prices are going to start coming down. It's the, only, it's the only thing dependent. But here's the funny thing a lot of people are calling for lower housing prices because the inter- interest rates spiked up. And in normal economic conditions, that would be the case. But that is not the case at the moment. Okay? What is happening at the moment is twofold. Number one, you have this exotic thing, see, this exotic thing called mortgage-backed securities. Okay? 
and mortgage-backed securities are traded and derivatized on Wall Street 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100-fold X, you know, leverage, okay? So if they bring the housing prices down, that affects the MBS market. Why? Because the MBS market, which is derivatized, is leveraged to the hilt. When you have an over-leveraged market like that, any sort of price down will cause a cascade of credit default losses. Okay, they will, you'll, you'll create a lot of losses because there's various credit default swaps that are trading these mortgage-backed securities at a valuation that this MBS, this, this, this composite mortgage-backed security is valued at X. Therefore, it cannot be devalued if it's at X. Okay, if it's at, if it's at X and your cost to carry is that price, then you cannot afford a downturn in that price. If you do have a downturn in the mortgage-backed securities market, then you're going to see an absolute cascading and imploding that will make the 2008 financial collapse look like a Sunday school picnic. And that is something they can't have. So we're entering a weird territory. What the hell? So people are saying, V, what the hell are you talking about? We're entering a weird territory, folks, a weird territory where you're going to have high interest rates and the home prices could, will kind of be around the same. They're not going to drop. They're not going to drop. Why? Because you're not competing against Billy Bob, Jimmy Green, and Joanna Johnson. You're not. You're competing against BlackRock. You're competing against Vanguard. You're competing against J.P. Morgan, Goldman Sachs, Merrill Lynch, B of A, so on and so forth. Because they understand if they have collateralized properties that have been financial or the notes have been financialized, the, it is one of the ways to keep the, the volume in the market. So, But apart from that, the only other thing that is keeping the market propped up and high is what? Stock buybacks? Margin trading? And insider trading, all of which have gone sky high in terms of percentage of what, what is happening now more than ever. 200% here, 400% there, 600% increase in margin trading and insider trading, you name it. So this is the malarkey, as, as Brandon would say, that's keeping the U.S. together, the electronic duct tape. Okay? Now watch what happens here. So there's no more manipulation that can take care. And there's very, even with all this manipulation, there's only very little yield the banks can get. And this is why the banks have to run to the Fed window, right? Last night, $2.3 trillion taken out. The night before, another you know, a couple of trillion on Friday, right? Nothing to see here, folks. Keep it moving. So what are they doing now with the crypto market? Well, I'm about to get into that. Hold on to your ropes. I, I got to take this. Uh, hold on one second. I just got to... Uh, Get to the door real quick. I have, a, I have a delivery. Give me one second. 30, 10 seconds, folks. Yeah, so as V's tending to that real quick, uh, correct. Yeah, lots of speculation, lots of emails. One thing is for sure, when you look at all the political pundits, when you look at the analysts, the the so-called Jim Cramers that are out there saying, hey, you know what? Don't do anything. Look, this is, this is a cycle. This is a historic cycle. And let me show you this 30-year, 50-year chart of the, the stock market and, you know, where the performance is. However, I think there's too many variables right now that are completely out of control. Everything ranging from wholesale prices to I'm the back. interest. Welcome back, V. So I was just yeah, breaking keep down. No, keep on, keep on. No, I was just saying basically that 
when you listen to these uh, pundits that are on TV, the Jim Cramers, everything, they talk about these cycles that occur, right? Like, hey, stay put, you know, this is a cycle. But again, they're the ones, same ones that don't understand that, that some of the variables that they used to be able to control and manipulate, particularly the Fed, a lot of those things are, are hence kind of out of their control at this point. But, but go ahead. Yeah. CJ hits the nail on the head as well. Now, what the hell is going on in the Bitcoin market? Okay, here, here's some play-by-play play because I'm on the institutional side. Why am I on the institutional side? I'll tell you exactly who the hell I am. What we are and what my partners and I do, we are market makers and liquidity providers. That's what we do. So we deal at a large scale on the institutional side of things. We're not really for retail investors. Okay, We sell to institutions. We, we sell to family offices. We sell to... Uh, OTC trading desks, exchanges, that's who our clientele are. So there's a lot of volume. I mean, volume where, you know, you'll have, you know, one OTC trading desk, they want to do 500000 a week or or another one, that, you know, exchange or an OTC trading desk or a family office that wants to do $2 million a week on, on coins. You know, so this is the type of volume we're talking about, right? So what is happening here is this. I told you in 2017 and 18 that a lot of institutions are coming into play, and they have. I also told you that 97% of Bitcoin wallets are controlled. 97% of Bitcoin supply is controlled by less than 3% of the wallets. And a lot of people are like, no, you know, it's private. No. Okay. Trust me when I say that the institutions are running the show. So now what the hell are they doing? What are they doing? Right. In order to make as much volume as possible, in order to create as much profit as possible, it is profitable for you not to take something that's like fifty thousand or, or sixty thousand and then run it to eighty grand. It's more profitable for you if you take something that's twenty thousand and then run it to eighty-five grand to a hundred grand. Because there's a lot more money to be made on the chart. That's number one. Number two. When Wall Street comes into play, and you've seen this happen with gold, you've seen this happen with oil, you've seen this happen with so many other commodities, what do they do? When they want to control an asset that they're just getting into, what do they do? First thing is this. There's a lot of mar- there's a lot of confluence in the market. And then from confluence, you have a lot of consolidation. Where they're going up, they're buying up supplies, they're buying up competitors. I told you about... This proxy group, I'm the only one out there telling you about DCG group, DCG group, DCG group, right? And they're going out, and they're a compo- they're, they're they're a hydra, they're a a conglomerate that's been owned by BlackRock and Goldman and all these other guys, right? So, the, and one of the heads of the chair is Larry Summers himself. So the so these guys are going out, they're buying out the supply. And once you buy out enough of the supply, you need to do the next crazy thing. You need to do what? Eliminate your competition. Remember, competition is a sin. So they want to eliminate the competition. So they've taken it from um, back in May when it was like around 50, 48, 53, and then they crashed it to where we're seeing it at 20. It's hovering at you know, high 21s, low 22s, right? Let me explain something to you guys. There is a well-known firm by the name of MicroStrategy, headed by the famous Michael Saylor. MicroStrategy has purchased coins, a lot of coins, 
from the institutional partners that I deal with. MicroStrategies is leveraged at 21,000 Bitcoin. What does that mean? If Bitcoin drops below 21,000, okay? If Bitcoin's... Hold on one second, guys. Give me one second. I got another thing on the door. Siege, hold it. Yep, go for it. Yeah, so, you know, again, the the fluctuation that's taking place is... It's... um, you know, uncertain times. However, at the same point, looking at what's happening uh, just just here in the United States in regards to this inflation. And I had an article up just a few minutes ago in, in regards to what the Fed potentially may or may not attempt to do in regards to interest rates. You know, we saw what happened in Russia. I was listening to a discussion discussion earlier today, and they were talking how at the beginning of the entire Ukraine-Russia deal, how the uh, Russian uh, central bank, the finance minister, raise rates uh, right away, spike them. And when what happened, it, it was able to stabilize for a brief period. And, and they were literally surprised at how quickly they, that that was accomplished. You know, and, and again, I don't have, I have very little, almost no faith at all in terms of what the central planners, you know, the, the, the Fed, uh, what their attempts are going to be, not going to do to try to, to curtail this, in particular with the, the, the central banks and the, the overnight uh, basically repos. I believe there was a report earlier uh, from yesterday in regards to overnight lending. And it was it was insane in regards to the potential insolvency of of some major financial institutions and how they navigate through this. So so the Fed is is really um, I don't want to say they're out of options. Who knows what they will they will pull out to move move us forward or attempt to move us uh, back, through so. this. Uh, but again, it's it's there's there's a lot of information coming at us right now. V, go ahead and continue. Go for it. Yeah, so MicroStrategy and a lot of family offices, a lot of firms, their leverage point is 21000 If Bitcoin drops below 21000 the range that my institutional partners, the guys that I've spoken to, that we're looking at is between a price drop that could be anywhere between six and 16000 No. At six and sixty, because right now at twenty two thousand, a lot of people have already, for lack of a better word, shit the bed. If Bitcoin drops between six and sixteen thousand, and there are buy orders at twelve and fourteen, just in case, I'm just giving you a little insider here. Then you're looking at a lot of people literally losing their shorts. They will be soiling themselves with uncontrollable loss of their bowel movement at that point. Will MicroStrategy sell their entire Bitcoin holdings? No. They'll probably sell a portion of it to unwind. Now, I don't know how much, because I'm not the I'm not Michael Saylor, I'm not the inside of MicroStrategy or several other family offices and or financial firms that have it pegged at 21. I'm not in, I'm not the, C, the, I'm not the chief investment officer, so I can't tell you what their actual portfolio looks like and what's really has a lot of exposure for them. I can't tell you that. But what I will tell you is this, you could expect a bigger problem where this is going to drop. Look, Coinbase lays off 18% of its employees. CEO Brian Armstrong says the exchange overhired in 2021. Of course it did. Celsius says it has no liquidity. Binance has halted any sort of withdrawals. Everybody's chasing liquidity. Now, the last time this happened in May, 
a lot of the OTC desks, a lot of the trade desks, a lot of the financial firms were coming to uh, my institutional partners, and we were able to settle the trade for a lot of traders and a lot of these OTC desks. Why? Because when the price is moving like this, forget withdrawals. You're not going to get the, you know, and, and, and dumping starts to occur, which is happening. You're going to create slippage. And when, the, when you have slippage in price, so the price goes down, you cannot settle the trade. You're not going to get the best possible price for the settlement of your trade. And then on top of that, you can't withdraw from a lot of these exchanges, so like, like Binance. So back in May, we had to service a crap ton of OTC desks. It's the only way they can get it done. Okay, it's the only way they can settle their trades. So, this move to smash Bitcoin is is a move to eliminate the competition. There's a lot of firms. Think about it. Celsius, you guys remember Celsius? See, do you remember Celsius? Yep, absolutely. They were one of the first to offer what? Bitcoin lending, right? Give us your Bitcoin. You can borrow against it, right? Up to like 60% yep. or something like yep. that of the loan to value. And people thought, you could staking, right? So think about this. A lot of companies have popped up within the last three years and four years that have been offering staking services for your coin. You know, stake your coin with us, get, you know, 10, 12, 15% return every month. Other companies have come forward and say, hey, you know what? You want to maybe have lending programs and Celsius and all these other companies started propping up. Do you not think that Wall Street took a look at this and be like, why the hell are we not doing this? Of course they did. And now, with the smashing of the price, Celsius is done. Celsius is, is, is they cannot, they cannot get out of, you know, they have no liquidity. The staking companies, they can't return you 12%, 15% returns month over month. Can't do it anymore. So this is a purposeful move that they're wrecking it on purpose. Now watch this. While this is happening, I am in talks with several mining companies, one of which is already launching. They're in the process of launching a, a 2.5 megawatt project out of Florida, but a, even a bigger player, check this out, a massive player, which is doing a third, they're, they're looking for 35 and 50 megawatts. Right now, as I'm talking to you, there are mining operations with tens of thousands of mining rigs sitting idle in crates in Texas, in West Texas, and in Montana, they're looking for space. One operation out of Romania, run by Americans and Israelis, that have 17,000 mining rigs in Romania, 20,000 mining rigs in Malaysia, and another 8,000 mining rigs in Norway are looking to come to the U.S. So why the hell do they want to come here and mine for if the price is, if Bitcoin is finished, if crypto is done? Why would they come in and try to mine at, at, at 6,000 or, or 10,000 or 14,000 or 16,000 Bitcoin? Because they're getting set up. 
why while they are scaring the shit out of the retail investor, while they are eliminating the competition like Celsius and all these other companies that are offering staking services and lending services and wiping them out. They are moving in to make the United States the largest hash rate of Bitcoin in the entire planet. They wouldn't be doing that. They would be coming here if this is over, it's game over. No, they're coming here because this is what's going to happen. They eliminate the competition. And then, once the, this is why, folks, they've never released a full blown crypto Bitcoin ETF. Wall Street understands the only way, look, crypto is geared for the metaverse. And the, for the metaverse, there's various companies. That are offering the metaverse, Decentraland, you know, Meta from Facebook, all, you know, all this other, you know, there's many companies offering this meta type universes. And there are real estate, CJ, that are being sold on these meta, like Decentraland had a sale of, of virtual real estate, $4 million. NFTs, people laugh at it. Oh, a stupid image of a joke. I think it's dumb as fuck. But, let me ask you, let me ask you a question. Let me ask yeah. you a question. So, so if I was a, let's say for example, I was a, an institutional investor, you know, taking a look at the, 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 this prospectus, and how do how does the policy and witnessing what the United States has has done? I, here's my concern. Okay, let let's say that from an institutional side, that is correct in terms of of alleviating competition, enhance of of moving things forward. My concern is this: is that there's going to be enough retail side potentially that's going to lose some very significant amount of money. That my concern is that all this is taking place is going to warrant an increase of regulation from the feds in regards to it. So that's one concern. The second piece is this, is that with the green agenda and the massive push to renewable energies and, and so forth, you know, how does that make sense to set up shop in the United States knowing the, how uncertain and how crazy, batshit crazy we are as a country? You see what I'm saying? I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, uh, here's two answers. <clears throat> They are purposely bringing in the crash so they can bring in the regulators. The regulators' purpose is to price out the competition, right? So the regulators, they're going to crash by saying, look, we need, a, we need regulation here. And when we get J.P. Morgan and Goldman and, and B of A and Citigroup, right, when we get them involved in the crypto markets and, and Fidelity and, 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 and Vanguard, and we get them involved in cryptos, that will create a safe space for the client. And the client doesn't have to buy Bitcoin. Remember, you can go on Cash App and you can get Bitcoin. But guess what? You can never take it out of your Cash App. It's going to be the same thing. It's going to be the same thing. That's number one. Number two, look at where all these mining operations are being set up. West Texas, Montana, Wyoming. They're running them right off of LNG, you know, liquid natural gas wells. So think about it. They're not going to blue states, Florida, right? They're not run going to blue states. Now, how does this transpire into how the, the country? There is a segment, and I'll tell you this. There is a segment within Wall Street, and I'm not saying there's good guys and bad guys here. This, is, this whole concept of good guys versus bad guys is bullshit. You don't have good guys and bad guys in the real financial world. You have interests, and you have outcomes. 
That's the only thing that matters to money powers. You have to understand that. When you think good guy, bad guy, you think in this superhero, Marvel, DC, binary, one, you know, ones and zeros, right? Don't think like that. If you think like that, you're going to miss everything. You're going to miss opportunities. The only thing that matters to these guys is outcome. That's it. It's what are the outcomes? What is the process and what is the outcome? That's the only thing that matters. And there's a great deal of people, and I've said this before several times, watch what happens to BlackRock in the fall. Watch what happens to BlackRock this coming fall. You had many financial companies that were blocked in Virginia. I'm sorry, West Virginia from operating there because why? Because those financial companies are detrimental to the, to, to the, to the energy industry, the hydrocarbon industry in Virginia. Who told them, who told Virginia to, hey, you know what? Don't, don't back these guys. Don't let these financial companies come in. And who are those financial companies? Every single one of those financial companies that wanted to come in and lend in West Virginia were financial companies that are tied into who? BlackRock and Vanguard. Now watch this. Again, my, 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 what I've said months ago is being proven. What happened to this whole Elon Musk Twitter deal? What was that about? And when you delve into there, you're seeing that, hey, you know what, the, 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 the same characters come up, BlackRock, Vanguard, ESG. Now more people are learning about ESG. And we're seeing that the trend, watch what happens in the fall, like I said before, with BlackRock. Now, in terms of crypto, and, uh, let, me, let me finish the thought on, on, on Wall Street. There's a section in Wall Street that is absolutely sick of what has been happening with the freaking far left. Why? Because of, not because the far left is into you know, sticking dildos up their ass and marching in gay parades and wanting to molest your kids. Again, this is not good guy, bad guy. Because the far left messes with the process and outcomes. It's all Wall Street's interest. What is the process? What are the outcomes? There's this huge section of Wall Street that is sick of the far left. There's a huge section of Wall Street that is sick of what is happening in places like California and New York. And they are understanding that they're deploying capital outside of these far-left hovels. What is the possible outcome of all this? Just to simplify what I'm saying. We could look at a future in the next several months where the polarity, this country will be more bipolar, more divided between right and left, number one. It can lead to a, a fractured nation or it can re lead where there is financial powers that are backing our political viewpoints and our cultural viewpoints. Not because we're the good guys and they're the bad guys, but because our viewpoints and our cultural and conservative moors happens to fit and play more favorably to the processes and outcomes of the financial and private equity that runs this country. There's a huge swath of the financial power, even in the city of London, that are sick of Klaus Schwab. He's a, he's a marked man. Mark my words. 
a lot of people on alt media blown up Schwab like he is the Bond villain extraordinaire. He's nothing more than a middle manager. He's a nobody. The World Economic Forum is a joke. I keep telling you guys this. So the financial, the private equity that calls the shots, they're sick of California. See, there's a problem, and even Vels will confirm this. There's a problem where, where private equity is looking at California, but you've turned the greatest state in the union into a shithole. Where you are running forest fires, water issues, homelessness. Dr- what the fuck are you doing? You are, you are fucking with the investment of private equity. And folks will get, well, you know, the, the, the Rothschilds and the Rockerbergers and all the Folks, that, 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 that's not reality, man. Reality is there's private equity, private interest here. And again, it's not good guys and bad guys. It's processes and outcomes. And why do you think all of a sudden Netflix fired their entire woke staff? Because the shareholders of Netflix told Netflix, listen, enough of this bullshit. American public ain't buying it. It's hurting our stock process. It is fucking with what? Our processes and outcomes. Okay, then what happened? Netflix wakes up. Goodbye. You want to be woke? Don't work here. Same thing's happening in Disney. Mighty Disney. And why do you think DeSantis is being protected? Because DeSantis's policies affect processes and outcome that reflects the private equity that runs this country. It has nothing to do with conservative values are winning in the world. And our values... No. Our worldview, our political leanings are in line currently with the processes and outcomes. So what's private equity going to do? They're going to let you feel the pain a little bit. See, in order for you and to get a majority of the normies, they don't care about the far left, you know, diehard AOCs and, and Biden voters. They don't care about that. And the hardcore Democrats, they want them gone. They've had enough of them. Why do you think Bill Maher's waking up, right? These are all connected folks, okay? So private equity that runs this country has decided to let the average American feel a little bit more pain. And so from now until November, that pain is going to get ratcheted. So what does that mean? Higher food prices, even higher still. Higher fuel prices, even higher still. Baby formula. Higher inflation. All these things are going to start simmering and burning. Why? Because they need to, a purge is coming. And that's not the narrative by by the alt media. Alt media is like, you know, this is uh, we're heading into the one world order. No, no, no. A purge is coming. They're going to let you feel the pain because in tw- in, in in the midterms of twenty twenty two, they're going to take back. Why do you think all of a sudden? Like, think about it. Those six states that Trump was manipulated that where they manipulated the loss against Trump, right? Georgia, Arizona, uh, Pennsylvania. All of a sudden, the Republicans who did not have the balls to look at the election theft that happened in 2020, during 2020 and 2020 and 2021, all of a sudden, in the last 10 months, in the last 10 months, all of a sudden, they enacted voter ID laws, and we need to strengthen the election. Why are they doing that? 
because they don't want the far the private equity that owns this country does not want the far left any more power. In other words, the far left have been closed off. Why do you think they have nobody? Why do you think they're t- they're sending Camel Toe Harris to go talk to nations? She's an idiot, a floundering moron. Why do you think not a qualified person is in Biden's administration? Why do you think that is? It is that way because private equity has told the most qualified people, stay the hell away from this sinking ship. We're going to implode it. Private equity is allowing Trump to have his rallies. Private equity is allowing Trump to amass every single Trump candidate who's getting who's winning by a landslide. Now, does that mean that private equity wants Trump to run in 2024? Probably not. But they sure do like DeSantis. Why? Because he fits the narratives, he fits the process, and he fits the outcome. That's what's going on. So what does this mean? How this is all going to play out in the next two to three years, I'm not sure. Is this going to stave off an economic collapse of America? No. I'm not saying we've all of a sudden escaped from from the fire. No. But what I'm saying is there is a pushback. And what you're seeing with Bitcoin and Bitcoin and cryptos is something that many of the more right-leaning aspects and powerhouses and power brokers of Wall Street and the city of London, they favor it. That's what I'm saying. It's not good guys and bad guys. It's processes and outcomes. Siege. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, one of the contributing factors to this, and I'm and I'm borrowing this from from Ken Shortgun, is the fact that I think one of the uh, the massive blows to the U.S. dollar and the hegemony that was one of the key decisions that really kind of lit globally uh, this massive uh, retraction away from you know U.S. influence, U.S. dollar, mm-hmm. was when they removed Russia from the SWIFT system. I, I think that was kind of like the, the shock heard around the world where a lot of countries said, look, you know, this is the potential of what they could do from this. We, we, we watched in Turkey with the currency wars that have taken place there. Uh, you know, now is a time to pull the plug from the dollar and escape any type of U.S. influence. And the the outcomes that you speak about, V, that, you know, part of my concern is that the processes and outcomes is is we do the same thing with our election cycle. We regurgitate things over and over, left, right, left, right, left, right. And systematically, does anything ever really change? No. The massive debt that's accumulated and put on the taxpayers of our country, does that change? No. And then you you compile that and you look at some of the foreign policy that's involved. And, and, and don't, you know, Trump's policies in part were a lot of the same of Biden's policies. I can state numerous examples of that. And so I think some of those indicators of the processes of like we in America like to pretend that we're in control of these things is gone. I, I, I don't think that we have one bit of control of the processes, influence and change. I, I, you know, they want to say that the turmoil, if you look at the oil market, I think I think we could hit ten dollars a gallon this summer. And, and what type of inflation? I think there's an economic war that's going on and all these people, all these conservatives that are. Out there, I had a friend send me a, 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 an email today or a text with this video talking about how 
behind the scenes, China's planning this massive invasion of the United States. Oh, God. They're going to take over the United States. Yeah, I saw that. China, (laughs) China and Russia do not need to fire one single bullet at the United States. They've already won. They have already won. It's game over. They had to fire not one single bullet because economically, financially, they can destroy our country and we can't do fuck about it. Yep. I mean, look what's happening to oil prices today, just alone. Like, you know, again, the inventory levels are are, are down for May and, and, and prices are going up. Look what's happening in Libya. For for some reason, again, you know, why is this created? Is, is Libya playing part in this? They've shut down some of their largest oil fields. So I, I think systematically there's this entire war that's going on economically. It is. And, and they're ready to put the, the dagger in the back of the United States. Oh, 100%. And this is why the, the the you know the private equity understands that, right? When you look at it this way, they've lost. They know they lost. But the crash is going to be so much worse with these left-wing lunatics in in, in power. So they want to mitigate a, a, the, the 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 landing. In other words, if you're going to crash your plane, you want a nice belly landing. You might lose your wings, you're going to lose your engines, you're going to rough up your undercarriage, you'll never fly ever again. But at least you'll survive. And I think that's what this outcome is. And there is going to be a role here because, look, at the end of the day, there is a great deal of mineral wealth in the United States and a great deal of hydrocarbon wealth in the United States. It's incredible, right? One of the richest sources in the entire planet. That could never be extracted with the, certain, with the, with, with the current policies in place. And in the future, I see I, – I don't know if it's going to be two countries. I, I, again, the, the possibility of – the United States being split in two is, is very real. I don't think that we are reconcilable with these left-wing nutjobs. And I think maybe the majority of Americans will probably go along. Maybe we might be one country with these fringe morons relegated to, to, to oblivion, to, absolutely, to, to, to like you know put away in a dark corner, so to speak. But in order for us to extract the wealth that is in the ground under our own feet, we cannot do it ourselves. We need Russia. We need China. And there is there, this is the other aspect of the uh, of the private equity: the woke, the satanic, the sycophant, the nihilistic globalist faction of private equity that doesn't want us to unearth any of this stuff. Right, that wants to keep us destitute and dilapidated. That's the war here, and all of us are just stuck in the middle, whether we like it or not. Ten dollar gasoline is coming. I see it. It's going to happen, and you're gonna you're gonna experience it within the next few weeks, the next month or two. You'll see it. You'll feel it. Okay. I don't know how this is going to play out, but we're all caught in the middle of this global war and this domestic civil war that has already begun here in the United States. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure what it, it's going to take to revive our country in particular as a, as, as a whole, you know, maybe it's following some of the, the processes and I, and I want to be real careful stating this because it could be pretty dangerous if we see someone like Biden that decides to start 
taking over some of these major uh, sectors, uh, similar to what uh, Putin did in, in Russia, taking these th sectors away from the oligarchs and putting it back in, in control of, 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 of the government and wielding these things out. But if you could imagine what either either U.S. production of, of oil here looks domestically, that the government takes that over in, in a way. But, you know, we just I, I don't know. I, I don't think that we can ignore the fact that that the, the central planners, you know, our government, the 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 massive wealth extraction that has taken place the past 25, 30 years and literally has created this wealth income disparity between the top 1% class and this new slave class that they're wanting to, to build in our country. That's what that's potentially what they're that, that they envision is this 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 slave class. And we have the political figures that are aligned with with these these massive corporations. The banking sector, I think, is a little bit differently because I I think as a whole, the central banks, the Fed is kind of giving up on retail banks. They understand that they're that they're never going to be paid back, that this is never going to take place. So therefore, you know, why not bypass some type of a retail banking system, you know, get rid of your 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 JP Morgans, get rid of these banking cartels and and be able to control the money, the interest, the money is coming in uh, in part because I again I believe that they've lost control of any of the narrative. They've lost control of any of the 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 ideas, right? The ideas of of the monetary policy that they can state several years several months ago they stated that the inflation was transitory, that this inflation was going going to pass. And they pivoted and they said, you know what, this is this is Putin's inflation that's taking place. And, and now what, what are they left with? So it, I think tomorrow is the FMOC, the, the, the Fed meeting. Uh, and so it'll be interesting to see what, what they do. Will they, they push it up uh, 75 basis points. A lot of people are, are speculating. I'm sure that there's a lot of conversations going on and how to navigate through this economic tsunami uh, that I think eclipse anything that we potentially have seen in history. Yeah. If this, you had 400 economists that work for the Fed. Every single one of them got it wrong. And this program right here, last year, over a year ago, when all this shit was coming down, we told you, and I specifically wanted to detail that this shit is not transitory. And we've both said several times, it's here to stay. It's amazing to me how we get it right in 400 400 plus economists over at the Federal Reserve gets it wrong. And they get it wrong every single time. And that is the problem. That's one of the key problems in this country. Folks, we are in a time of unprecedented events. We are in a time such as this is like, I mean, history does not repeat, but it rhymes. And I'll tell you right now. I, for one, do not know how this is going to play out. Anybody who tells you this is how it's going to play out, no. And again, this is literally the Game of Thrones. Competing interests, competing regions, competing kingdoms, okay? And on, on top of that, we're all are the innocent bystanders. And the only way to escape this is the same reason why I told you guys years ago when I first came on the scene. The largest wealth transfer in American in, in world history 
is about to take place. Do you want to get paid? And I've also said, you need to make a shit ton of money and get out of harm's way. It's the only way out. It's the only way out. And it still remains your best answer. Prep as much as you can for what is to come. CJ. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, great stuff, V. Uh, the, the most the most interesting uh, times in indeed. Um, I don't I don't think anyone has a crystal ball to to completely understand and to to assess these. And and as I stated when um, you step away for a moment, is that I don't I don't have any confidence in in our in our in our government or central planners to navigate no. uh, through this. I think they will Very continue useful. to make mistake upon mistake. Yep. Upon mistake, that will continue to make things worse for things here in the United States. Yep. Velas has a great quote there from Babylon 5. There are giants in the playground. We have to stay out from underfoot. And that's exactly what is happening right now. And there are giants, folks. There is so much power, power players, heavy hitters that are right now in the midst of this entire ordeal. And what we're seeing, the reverberations of what we're seeing within the marketplace is all a reaction to that. That's all I got to say, Siege. Yep. Yeah. So I think it's, it's important for everyone, you know, right now. And in, in part, you know, why, again, that, that I try to get to the gym uh, on a nearly daily basis is because you want to increase your toxic masculinity. (laughs) Just admit it. That, that and I, I have to have that that uh, detox. I have to have that hour to just basically kind of cleanse my thoughts, cleanse my mind. And uh, you know, because co- again, a colon cleaner could do the same thing. <laughs> I use one weekly. That that and some, some tequila too. It kind of eases eases the <laughs> te- tequila and some wings. <laughs> but again, I, I think it, you know because. I've been contacted here recently more more than ever in regards to amount, the amount of anxiety, uh, the amount of stress that people are are, are going through, and it's it's uh, it's not easy. And and mentally, we have to be able to get you know to to have that you know what whatever it is, whatever your whatever your thing is, is to get out. Whether it's comedy, laughter, whatever, is to break the cycle that that that's appearing right now. Uh, we have to have that. We 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 need that to be able to to have that strength. You know, I keep my uh, my thoughts on on God, religion, a little bit private. You know, because I I, I don't want to, you know, carry that that I've never been that one. The, the CJ is a practicing person. Hindu for those. That don't. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it seems like be you know like you know every time that 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 I go to go to church, okay, that there's a there's a message that that for some reason speaks to me, right? And 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 this case was was no different, and it was. It was it was kind of the 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 story of, of David, and we just entered this in, in in talking about how you know he was appointed and you know the of the of the kingdom and and how basically you know one day can change so many things and and it resonated with me for some reason thinking about that that one day just simple as one day can change a lot of things for for any individual. So we we have to stay positive, uh, we have to stay strong uh, through this, and and I appreciate all all of our listeners. I appreciate all the information that you guys share in in the Discord, and we'll and we'll get through this. We, you know, we will persevere. There's no doubt about that. Absolutely. And with that being said, folks, we are at the end of the program. We have Matthew Errett coming on in two hours. Ooh, ooh oh God, I forgot to tell you. I was going to private message you. He his his uh, his, his 
appointment, whatever, just got rescheduled. So we're, we're, we are moving it indeed. Oh, wait. So is he on today? No, he's not. He needs to move it. His, oh, okay. his, his cancellation he thought was going to cancel did not cancel. So we, 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 we're moving it. So he won't be on today. Got it. Okay. All right. Cool deal. All right, folks. So with that being said, we are over now. Check back with us tomorrow for Cuss with Gus. The, oh, did you want to play that gun video? Yeah, dude, play the gun video. This is what Vela sent us on email. I want to play. This is Archie Bunker. This is hilarious. Say, all right? Uh, this terrible virus that has infected the country. What I tell you? Really? There has been much talk <laughs> missing society. <laughs> well, this is an evil that we have permitted for too long. Don't tell me the big mouth is talking sense for change. Why? The state must be willing to buy back every gun in private hands. Why? Well, I'm talking about guns. Now, his guns got to do with VD. <laughs> Will you listen to the man? Only by enforcing even tougher gun laws can the tide of violence and death be halted. Guns must go before more of them go off. Well, that's where you're going, buddy. Guns buddy. must oh. be ready. Hey, what are you doing that for? Hey, hey, hey. He's a fairy like all them gun control guys. <laughs> <laughs> Gun control. Pull it to her. Maybe she get the marriage. You know. <laughs> Archie, what do guns have to do with maleness? What do guns have to do with maleness? Duke Wayne, buddy. What? Clint Westwood, there, buddy. What are you talking about? Harry yeah. Cooper, yeah. Yeah. York. Yeah. I could go on and on and on, but it do do no good because talking to you is like casting pearls into wine. Tell that old lady high chicken down the street. No guns. She'd have been glad to have a rod when them two burglars bust in on her last week, I mean. Oh, Archie, how do you expect an 88-year-old woman to go around carrying a gun? I don't know. She can carry it in her elastic stocking next to a very close bed. <laughs> All I know is it's an American and it's my right to pack a rod. Bull! What do you mean? Bull to the Constitution? It doesn't say that in the Constitution. Archie, I'll throw it to you. I got a copy of it here in my history book. I will. It's right there in your second amendment. Oh, no, Archie. That's the one that says thou shalt not make any graven image. <laughs> that ain't the Constitution, either. What you says to get his big address. <laughs> I'll prove to you. You don't know what you're talking about. You just look it up. All I know is my God-given right as an American to have a gun in the house. It is not, Archie. The Supreme Court ruled on that as far back as 1939. What the Supreme Court says ain't got nothing to do with the law. <laughs> Stay okay, busting too, till President Nixon give me all one, too. All right, here it is. Amendment 2, I'll read it to you. I'll read nothing. I can read myself. What does it say? Here, here, here. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Read that. Wait a second. You didn't read all of it. I read it you all. You did not. Look, look. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. A militia, Arch, that's what it says right there. Listen, buddy. I don't pay no attention to no constitution and them pinko books of yours. <laughs> <laughs> did you know that 65% of the people murdered in the last 10 years were killed by handguns? Would it make you feel any better, little girl, if they was pushed out of windows? <laughs> That's convoluted logic. Yes, and that's the kind of straight thinking I'm trying to put across here. <laughs> I hate that Jake on TV. Oh, I get it, I get it. When you, when you thought he was talking about VD in a permissive society, he was smart, huh? You find out he's talking about gun control, he's a jerk. That's right, and I'm going to prove it to you. How many people in this U.S. of A would like to have guns? Too many, thousands. What? 
how many people would like to have GD? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, thanks, Mrs. Bunker. I mean, I don't want to disturb your quiet evening at home. <laughs> Mom just asked me to drop off your cookbook. Thank you. Wait, wait a minute, Lionel. Come on in. We're having a little discussion. I want to ask you something. Get out of the way, Ethan. Oh, I got to go sign this. Yes, so only take a minute. Come on now. Here's a guy who's sure to agree with me. Lionel, what do your people think about guns? Well, that depends on who's holding them. <laughs> <laughs> How can you be against gun control with all the assassinations? Look at it, the Kennedys and Martin Luther King. And what about the shooting of Governor Wallace? I'm saying, maybe Governor Wallace wouldn't have got shot if he had a rod in his miss. <laughs> what? Because the governor was there, he could have shot first. Archie, what would he be doing walking around in a crowd with a gun? What was the other bum doing in a crowd with a gun? <laughs> yes, Archie, you're talking about a human being who may be in a wheelchair for the rest of his life. Yes, and if that human being had, had a rod, then the other human being would be in a wheelchair. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> You'll never see shows like that ever again. Never. Folks. Never. Never again. <sighs> and with that being said, we are over and out. See you all back tomorrow. Cheers. Take it away.